Jan Arden Podcast. Jan Arden Podcast. I, um, I'm so happy to be here. It's fall. I, I know it's not officially fall to the 20th of September, but, uh, you know, the first week of September for me, we're done. I'm here with Caitlin Green, Adam Karsh, uh, and they're going to be with me for the whole show. We don't have a guest. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys, we are the guests today on the podcast. <laughs> Wonderful to be here. Just the three of us. <laughs> well, yeah, I was just going to do that. Just the three of us, you and us. Um, yeah, it's great to be here. How you guys been feeling? There's lots of exciting things that happen in the fall. You got to clean up your yard. You got to cover up your barbecue. You got to, I don't know if you guys wash windows. My mom used to always wash the windows before the snow flew. Like she'd be out there with yeah. her ladder and her bucket and her, and screaming at my dad for help. And I'd be like, why are you doing that? It's going to snow. I like to do windows in the spring and in the fall. I'm like, okay, not yeah. me. I did. That's funny. I did all of our windows yesterday, oh. actually. So we live in a condo, but we have very, very high, very high ceilings. And so our, and we have a, a big balcony. And so I can't reach the ones obviously on the yeah. exterior of the building, but I can reach the ones on our balcony and we live close to a fairly busy road. So they get dirty. Like all the road dirt tends to blow over to us. So I did them yesterday. And you know what I did? I, this is how much of a cleaning nerd I am. I bought a giant extendo <laughs> arm squeegee on Amazon Ooh. so that I can get up to like the higher windows on our balcony. And I just thought to myself, somebody around my neighborhood must be recording me doing this because I look like a complete lunatic and there's no way that I'm doing a good cleaning job either. Like I'm doing okay, but I'm definitely leaving some streaks. It's very satisfying getting the squeegee and getting that Mm -hmm. clean pass at getting the water. I don't like the drips. Like whenever I go, I have a gas station here. It's an indie, an indie family like that runs the gas station. And they do full service. So you pull up. I always tip. Oh. Well, the co-op does too. Shout out to the co-op. Um, but <laughs> they're, uh, they come out, they clean their windows. Well, my pet peeve is the damn streaks that they leave. So yes. I'm like pointing. How ungrateful am I? I'm like pointing at the corner <laughs> where the little <laughs> drip is coming down. Like, oh, you missed a spot. But yeah, fall, there's a lot of stuff happening in the fall. I think for a lot of people... Uh, I don't know about you guys. I, I know this for sure, Caitlin, that you love the fall lineup in television. And it's an exciting time. It's always the, it's like content season. I mean, it used to be a little more so because now I feel like there's new stuff being released all the time. The way streaming has changed our viewing habits for sure has impacted that. But still, without question, and especially when it comes to movies being released, I just love fall so much. So we have like, I'm, I'm a huge Succession Ooh. fan. I'm sure I've talked about yes. it with you guys. I cannot wait because the new season of Succession will be coming around in October. Curb Your Enthusiasm, new season also coming in October. What season is that on Curb? It's got to be yeah. 11. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's and he amazing. takes breaks. Like Larry David takes long well, breaks. Well, that's, that's good to know because uh, the Jan show yeah. tends to take fairly long breaks as well. But I think fans do stick with it. If they know the renewal is coming, you know, even if 18 months yeah. goes by, you hang in there for it. Like, you're like, okay, cool. Absolutely. And good things take time, people. Good things take time. <laughs> and John Stewart's coming back. Like, I always loved his show. <gasps> I'm excited. What's, what's, the, what's the problem with John Stewart? It's so, it's going to be really good. And I think he must have, I think he was tired of doing the every night show. Like, that's a grind. 
um, but he's partnered with Apple. And so it's going to be a once a week show talking about, you know, current events and being funny. I think a lot of people saw how John Oliver did things with his show and that he partnered with HBO and that they said, let's just do this once a week and do it well. And it takes sort of that the grind out. And I bet you John Stewart was like, uh, hey, I'm going to do that also. Letterman did that uh, similar thing to Caitlin. And uh, you remember, remember that, Adam? He uh, he came on Netflix and he just did. Was it Netflix? God, I hope I'm not screwing that yes, up. Yes, no, you're right. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Netflix, yeah. And he did sort of a, a a limited series run of talking to people in depth. And I really mm-hmm. loved how Letterman was in that format. The show is called My Next Guest Needs No yes. Introduction Yes. on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I love Howard Stern. And I love, I should say, I love later in life Howard Stern after he's had his, you know, years of therapy. The way... He's just very vulnerable and honest in a different way than I think we were used to when he first got started. And his interview with Letterman on that show, like I just, I could listen to him talk about things from his very unique Howard perspective all day long. You know, he was kind of a shock jock, I guess, in the early days. Mm -hmm. People listened just to see who he was going to insult. Uh, He was a bit misogynistic early days. I I found him to be very tough on women. But um, yeah, you're right. Everyone is capable of changing. I guess that's the thing. If Howard Stern, if Howard Stern can be transparent, vulnerable, open, um, willing to to accept responsibility for things he's done, that's cool. And he talks about, you know, the way he treated people carelessly. One of his greatest career regrets was how he treated Robin Williams and he never had a chance to apologize to him before he died. And he's very reflective. Like, I appreciate someone who it's like, okay, I'm not perfect. And everybody kind of watched me grow up in the public eye, but I reflected on it. And uh, I, I have remorse for some of those things. One of the things I thought was always so funny was like, because I work in radio, I just never really, what is the appeal of having a naked woman on a radio show? And this was it's back in the day when there were, yeah, exactly. But I'm like, how is this a, a, a how is this titillating wow. to the listener? Like it was like obviously for Howard, but I was like, what is the listener getting out of this? You were hearing about a naked woman in radio. There's no camera in studio back then. Like that always was a real head scratcher for me, even just growing up. I never really understood it. I well, still kind of don't. It was very <laughs> self-serving. I mean, obviously the people that he paraded through there, um, I don't know how how his sidekick, who was also named Robin, I don't know how she yeah. did it for all those. Oh, Adam's very busy with his phone. Oh, someone's Adam calling me. Sorry, but I'm getting a phone call. I'm like, I'm recording a podcast here. Come That's on. okay. That's okay. You're, you're. I, I never have my ringer on. No, I always have my you ringer. Hear it? You shouldn't be able to hear it, can you? It should oh, be going I... through my headphones. No. How else would oh, we have maybe been? right? Sorry. <laughs> we were just like. No, I'm welcome to psych time with Jen. <laughs> I could hear the ringer. I thought it was going through my headphones. Oh, because it was going through my computer. That's why. Okay. I have, Adam, if my phone you know, rings. This yes. is real life. This is real I life. Know. That's why this podcast is riveting and consistently in the top <laughs> 100 podcasts of, of all times. And let's yeah. face it here. But we're not talking about naked no, women in radio. No, but we can radio. if we need to. <laughs> if we need to pull that out, okay, I will okay. sit here without socks on. Um, this is kind of a switch in <laughs> topics, but um, oh, I, d- I did want to mention September 27th on CTV, 8 p.m., the Jan Show is premiering season three. I would be remiss if I didn't say that to you guys. I'm excited for this show. I feel like it was, I think the release date was supposed to be the 20th, and then the... Darn yes. election. 
gets in the way of things, but it's pretty impressive to me. I mean, it's impressive to me whenever, you know, content is made consistently in Canada because it's hard. We have a very different market than in the U.S., but to make it during a pandemic. And, you know, we've had, we had Zoe Palmer on the show and she talked about how she was, you know, she lost her mom during filming of the new season and how she kind of first, yes, exactly. Like that's the, these are kind of, you know, from the working perspective of getting a show made of doing anything in production like that. um, It's so, uh, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about doing it during a pandemic, the tests you have to go through and for comedy, it's like, and to be funny at the same time. Yeah. We were tested. A lot of people have asked me about that, but we were tested uh, three times a week. And we never had one incident, not one. Uh, we had one of the cameramen that phoned in, um, or that we actually had an app that we had to fill out every day, which was, you know, very technologically savvy. You filled it out before you got to set. So uh, you took your own temperature. And then anyway, the, the fellow phoned in and he just said he had a sore throat. He was tested immediately and um, he didn't have COVID. But I did like the idea of people not going to work when they were sick. Same. <laughs> like, Can that please stay? That's a real thing. And in radio, I'm prone to, so when I get sick, any kind of laryngitis, anything, I, uh, yeah. any kind of cold or anything, I get laryngitis. So right away, that's like a first symptom for me. And then I can't work because I have no voice. And so people would come into the office and then they would come into the studio <laughs> and our, our like airtight yeah. soundproof studio with no air. And they would be sick. And previously it used to drive me nuts because I knew, okay, well, it's T minus until I get this and can't talk. Now I hope that we are at a place where people stop trying to be the quote unquote hero and recognize that you're just putting us all at risk of getting sick and don't come in. You can do your job from home now. Oh my God. My mom sent us to school if we were dying. Get on that bus. You get down there. You'd be like, I, re- oh, I just, anyway. So who's, do, uh, can we know any sort of surprise people who might be on the show this season? Well, Michael Buble is on the show. Biff Naked is on the show. Great. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what episode Michael's on. Michael plays himself. So he's not, he's not a character, okay. but he absolutely is so funny. And I think anyone that has followed Michael's career the last 20 years already knows that he really can make fun of himself. A lot of his music videos are hilarious. I remember the one video he did, he played all these different characters in a dating game i'll have to figure out what adam can play that song we'll figure it out what song that was i'm a terrible okay. michael buble fan i don't even know what the song is because i don't want anybody loving my baby nobody 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 but me um but uh biff naked is very funny she plays herself and does a cameo but we have uh, a couple of new characters this year both of which we've spoken with uh, tanaj williams and charlie kerr uh, they play uh, two quite high-profile guys in my life, in Jan's life. But yeah, it was it was a great pleasure and a joy to do the season. And I know, you know, we were talking about the distance in between some of these shows. Um, a lot of that has to do with COVID, and a lot of it has to do with uh, the availability of the crew members. There's all kinds of things. So hopefully, fingers crossed, everybody watch the show. Uh, we certainly hope to get season four and go forward. Um, it's always precarious. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors, let's put it that way. But, uh, if we, if we do get season four, we probably won't see it until early 2023, which is pretty typical. Um, we're almost done mm-hmm. this year already. I just saw Halloween candy at Costco. Yeah. Listen, you're listening, you're listening to the, <laughs> you're listening to the Jan Arden podcast. I'm with Caitlin Green and Adam Karsh. We'll be right back. We've got lots to talk about today. 
Welcome back to the Jan Arden Podcast. We're here with Caitlin Green. Yay, Adam Karsh. Um, it's been a long time. I've had so many people say, when is Caitlin coming back? When is Caitlin coming back? And I said, hey, what about me? What about yeah. me? But it is so nice to have you back, Caitlin. Um, I uh, saw Halloween candy in Costco. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go right to it. And I am a little Am I excited or am I disappointed? I can't tell. But Halloween candy, like a whole aisle committed, dedicated? Too soon. Okay, thank you, Adam. We should wait till like maybe even after Labor Day. It's still summer. It's still warm out. Halloween candy. I'm all for Halloween, but just seeing the Halloween candy, mm -mm, too soon. Not ready for that yet. Yeah, it's not even October. Like, I'm not going to be excited. A, I don't get that excited about Halloween at all. I'm in my late 30s, so this isn't really a thing for me. Um, But yeah, I don't care about it. And sometimes when I see the seasonal aisles and it's like out of whack with calendar timing, it makes me feel a bit dead inside because I'm like, am I just not excited about holidays anymore? Or if they timed this improperly? I think it's the latter. You either really like Halloween or you don't. I mean, I don't know why we're talking about it, but this is my fear, okay, with Costco, with the big chains, is that two weeks from now, we're going to start seeing Christmas trees and Christmas paper and baubles and blugga 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 and falalas and stuff that you set out on your yard, like a deer whose head moves and inflatable Santas. Like, I just... It really makes you feel like you're being duped by commerce and just just spending your money. Yeah. And like, don't rush me. Let me be excited about this at an appropriate time. I don't like disingenuous excitement. Like, hey, are you excited? for? No, I'm not excited for Halloween. I just finished August. (laughs) Go away. Don't ruin this. And also don't make us all stare at this in the seasonal aisle forever. I just can't deal with it. Do we think that there's going to be trick-or-treating this year? There was trick-or-treaters oh, yeah. in oh, Alberta. Yeah. They were out there gangbusters. Yeah, that wasn't really the case no, here. It was I don't pretty think. shut down here. I mean, we had our own little Halloween yeah. party with the family and the cousins, and they we certainly did something to recognize the holiday. Well, you know, maybe they'll have little mini uh, Halloween passports. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see last year, people thought this would be a way to keep their distance from the kids with the homeowners, whatever. So it would be if you had an aisle or not an aisle, if you had a railing going up your porch, they were going to attach a tube, like a little candy slide onto the railing. And the homeowner would stand at the top of the railing and the little trick-or-treaters would come up and say, trick-or-treat. And you slide the Reese's peanut butter cup down the candy slide. and. It was, it was hysterical because I, I was like, A, I don't, I don't know from a public health perspective how effective this is. It perhaps is better than doing nothing. Um, but just the idea of all these dads out there with like a, you know, coffee mug with beer in it, sliding down the candy to the kids at night. I just thought, oh my God. Well, mark my words. It's going to, the, in, in two weeks when we revisit this topic, we're going to be, we're, Which we, will. We, we, we absolutely will. Um, there's a little thing. Sorry, I just let my dog out. Um, just get out and stay out. Hey, <laughs> Mitty. How do you guys fall asleep? Uh, noise or no noise? Fan? No fan? Do you listen to stuff? Do you lie there? Do you count? What? Tell me. Tell me everything. Um, I have a white noise machine, and I use that all the time to the point where I travel mm. with it now, like a baby. 
And so I have that. And then before bed, typically my husband and I will watch something that's like kind of I like relaxing, like an old episode of a sitcom. And I think on the hierarchy of calming sitcoms, Frasier is up there. Like Frasier is pretty I've never high. seen an episode. I love Frasier. <gasps> oh my God. I mean, I love it. It's also like, it's set in Seattle. It's often raining. The like dulcet tones of Kelsey Grammer's yes. voice. Like it's very... You know, the, the intro is jazz music. Like, it's designed to kind of put you to sleep. <laughs> it's also radio. Like, he's on the radio. So I get a kick out of seeing his studio yeah. and Roz. Hey. Is that Roz is his producer? Roz yeah, is his I, producer. it's been ages, yeah. but I, I, that show is hilarious. It's very funny. Yeah. It's very, it's very well written. I can't not have a fan. I don't know if it's for moving the air mm-hmm. around or the sound that it makes. I have tried the sound of a fan. On my phone, mm-hmm. I have quite a few apps, and I've talked about the Calm app before on this show, and I do like it. So, But the fan noise doesn't work for me. I have to have an actual fan going. And I, I do mm-hmm. even travel with a small fan. Like it's the size of my hand. You can get them at – you could probably get them at Old Navy or Indigo or places like that where they sell kitschy little stuff. It's light, fits in yeah. your suitcase. Um, my nail, lovely nail lady, Robin, shout out to you. You're so amazing. She's similar in age to me. She's going through menopause. She has a fan <laughs> that hangs around her neck. And I'm like, oh, is no, that a fan? It sets on her, sort of her boobs, and it's it swivels. And she can point it up at herself. And she looks like Beyonce the entire time she's doing my manicure because her hair is lightly blowing from this fan she goes i cannot function without this fan i don't give a crap what anybody thinks i don't care if they're looking at me in the store so i was just like do i need to get one of those like i've never used a boob fan but i feel like it would dry my i feel like it would dry my eyes and my mouth out like that part of it i don't just seems unappealing to me but you do you. I'm into whatever makes people the most comfortable they can be. There's a lot of neck fans out there. And and since I've seen oh. her using hers, I have seen a half a dozen walking through. I saw one going through Home Depot like two weeks ago. The, the, yeah. the fan around this woman's neck. There's very there's various the models. But I do listen to um, the Calm app. They have fictional stories that are geared towards adults or kids. I don't think I've ever heard the end of a calm story, which is the whole point. (laughs) And I know that the people, they have amazing people that read these stories. Matthew McConaughey, um, Tabitha Brown did one recently. Uh, There's, there's just, they get some amazing people to read these stories. And this article that I read talked about, they don't want people to be interesting. They want them to not, you don't want to keep people interested in the story, which I found so counterintuitive to reading a story or putting something on audible where you want to keep the reader engaged. Nope. They want you to fall off and literally your brain go, I can't listen to this one more second. Yeah, the listening, the bedtime story that I listened to, I don't know if it was calm or if it was another one. I forget. There was another one that has like a different color palette that I know. And it was called The Laundromat. And it was all about 
a warm and cozy laundromat that was open at night and the street was dark and the laundromat was warm and steamy and had nice smells and the sound of dryers going and there was a cat there sleeping and it was just nothing happens but the entire visual imagery that they outlined for you was very very relaxing and warm and like safe and comforting all that stuff that you want at bedtime basically and I thought I don't I don't make it I don't know what happens to the cat at the laundromat at the end of the story because I fell right. To no, sleep. and that that's the interesting part is that you want, and I can tell when I'm listening to these calm stories, the the gate in which they're reading to you becomes slower, it becomes more like this, and then the bridge mm-hmm. overtook the car, the children carried the basket, they're probably not even really saying anything to you they're probably going, marshmallow no. took the hairline back. To the glasses, <laughs> traveled past the couch and the carpet lifted slightly at the corners for the avocado. And then you're like, "What the <laughs> f?" You could do this. I'm telling you because it like for it. I'd like to like credit to the OG behind all of this relaxing voice type stuff. And it's it's Bob Ross. I mean, Bob Ross started this all. And as much as he was a fantastic painter, people didn't know why, but they found his stuff so relaxing and meditative. <laughs> and it was. And then it. And then it became ASMR and the success of ASMR made all these apps focus on bedtime stories because they realized that, you know, listening to certain things has an incredible ability to calm you down. And it's why lots of podcasts are so successful, but I've watched lots of ASMR videos and there's every type of sound that they can make under the sun. And really for me, the only thing that works are watching the kind of pointless, long instructional ASMR videos, whether it's like how to fold laundry, how to like lint roll something or sewing or like um, a lot of it's like makeup application. That's why people started watching all these makeup tutorials. It wasn't because they were all doing their makeup to go to a red carpet event. It's because they found themselves relaxed by watching someone do makeup and talking about it. You're listening to the Jan Arden podcast. I hope you haven't fallen asleep. We'll be right back. I'm a chicken fried and cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right and the radio. Welcome back to the Jan Arden podcast. I'm with Caitlin Green, Adam Karsh. We've been talking about we somehow got into ASMR, which is true. Uh, how people are falling asleep, how you're helping yourself fall asleep. Some people are listening to podcasts. Some people are watching things. Um, Adam, just on our break, brought up, hey, do you guys like those slurping videos? First of all, I don't really know what those are, but they sound horrible. <laughs> I think it's under, it's a genre of ASMR. It's called a mukbang, M-U-K-B-A-N-G. And it's uh, it's uh, videos of people eating, slurping noodles and eating fried chicken. And it's very noise crunching and French fries. I love it. I can't get enough of it. So I was going to say you've you've hit on like my personal nightmare ASMR scenario because I don't like mouth sounds. Yes. Um. So I prefer the sound of a soft yes. voice or like I have like I like the sound of you know nails clacking on something. I have long nails, so you know. But it's very personal. Adam mukbang videos are so so wildly successful. I- what are they called? Muff tang. 
Mukbang. Mukbang. M-U-K-B-A-N-G. Someone can correct me on the origin, like where it originates, but I think it was South Korea. Korea South yes. Korea, yes. And I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just, I, I'm sure I'm <laughs> in the minority of loving these videos. You're not. That's what I'm telling you. People, like, so essentially it didn't start as an ASMR fad. It was actually just the, um, I think people were um, lonely a lot of times and they they wanted to watch other people eat. And so they wanted to have like a socialized right. experience of eating quote unquote together. And some people actually felt like there was a satiating aspect to watching someone else eat. Um, so anyways, it, it, and then I think we started to realize that also people enjoyed the sounds associated with eating. <laughs> I don't know why I think this is so funny. It's weird because it's like, I love stuff that makes people human. Like it's a very, it's a weird thing. I think some people find no, it embarrassing, no. but it is a very Not human embarrassing quality. at all, but I, I do like the idea of having company when you're eating. God knows there's mm. so many of us that were alone this last year and a half in yeah. our homes, in our apartments, in our whatever, eating by yourself, sitting in front of the TV, which is something I started doing, which I never really did before, just for company. Yep. And it's big bit. It's big business. Some of these, like they, you know, they're called mukbang yeah. artists. Uh, I want to be a mukbang artist. You could, and they've monetized their YouTube accounts so much so that they're making like hundreds of thousands of dollars off of people listening to them slurping crab meat out of crab legs. I'm obsessed with yeah. it. Risa, yep, my wife, she's like. I can't watch that. Please turn that off in front of me. <laughs> Learning about Adam. It's our new segment on the Jan Arden podcast. Learning about Adam. Oh, I've discovered this recently yeah. and I show friends. I'm like, are you into this? And like, please turn that off. I don't want to see that. Well, would it be, would it be in the same kind of category as the opening of packages stuff on YouTube where people unboxing? Oh, unboxing? Yeah, it could be. I don't know that there's an ASMR aspect. Yes, to there's unboxing, gotta be. But like maybe the there's the cutting, the ripping, is. the the bubble wrap, the the scissors. One thing, a sound I do love is cutting Christmas paper with scissors. Yes, that's a great sound. And the sound of hair being cut. I could listen to yes hair being cut. You know, I might Agreed. just go on the old Google and see if there's some ASMR of hair cutting. Oh, there's there? a ton, a ton. Yes. I don't feel so alone. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like nice for people to realize that I thought that I was the only weirdo that liked this. And you're like, no, all you have to do is go on the internet and realize there's millions of weirdos like <laughs> We're all weird. Well, uh, scissors, though, I agree with you, Jen. Scissors cutting through wrapping paper is uh, like, oh, I could listen to that all day. It's so sad. It's very satisfying. The satisfying sound. is the word. It's exactly the word. Yeah. I... We are all so quick to judge other people and to point fingers and to go, that's weird. I don't know what. And I think what we're finding out is that we're all so unique in what we, what we're attracted to. It makes us feel less alone. Like I, this is very helpful to me. There's like metrics to show you now how not alone you are. Whereas before you were like, I don't think anyone else likes hearing someone slurp ramen. <laughs> um, and you had no way to know. And so you're like, I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm so weird. This is crazy. And then now we have the internet and there's like view counts. And, you know, there are millions and millions of people who like this. So I don't know. It's the same way, like something that I'll never get. And I, I can't watch it. It actually starts to make my mouth fill with saliva. And I feel like I'm in a bar. But 
is you know the Dr. Pimple yes. Popper stuff where it's like people watching that I can't, I can't do that I, I can't do, do. I'm with you. The three of us agree on this. I watched it one afternoon. I wasn't feeling great. I was under my weighted blanket. Dr. Pimple Popper came on. And if you're listening to us, Dr. Pimple Popper, <sighs> you are fascinating. Stay away you from me. You are really cool. And I put up. <laughs> Stay away from my phone. But I, I can't, can't. I don't want do it. it. I dated someone years ago that was always looking at my back. And I'm like, what are you doing? And this is like 20 years ago. And it was just like little, oh, I just want to see if I can get your, like a blackhead or a, nope. I'm scanning, Maryland, scanning my back <laughs> for stuff to extricate from me. <laughs> my, my mouth is actually starting to water. I'm not joking. It's actually happening. It's a physiological response to anything to do with skin. I can't deal with it. And it really, it just, it, yeah. And I have friends who love it and they watch these videos. And the worst part is if you talk about it or click on one ever, one of these videos and interact with it in any way, um, your phone will start serving you up other related accounts. And I just want to barf because even the still images of it make me feel sick. And then, you know, all those Google ads where it's for like earwax <gasps> in those systems and then they show you an yeah, no. ear. No. I hate that. I hate it so much. I've complained. I'm not like much of a internet commenter, but I've actually complained about this and said, this needs like stop serving me this ad. I hate it. For those of you that are driving off into the ditch right now, we apologize. Please don't shut us off. Yeah. But I'm glad I did not intend on talking about this today, but it is, there really is a phenomenon to this kind of mind stimulation, brain stimulation. The, the, it's a very tactile thing, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Adam. I, I can't say as I can actively not be squeamish. I, I always say it pings my string. It pings yeah, a string a that goes from the top of my head to the tip of my toes. There's a spot on my foot now that we're talking about these things. When I get a pedicure, please don't tune out, everybody. Stay with us. Stay with us. When I'm <laughs> I want to hear this. Pedicure, um, I like the whole process, and it's a heck of a lot easier than, I mean, I always did my own pedicures for years and years and years. I was like 37 when I got my first pedicure. So the, the, the nail part and everything, but when they start scrubbing your feet with the little adhe the abrasion stuff, yes, right on the arch of my foot, there's something they hit that makes me laugh hysterically. So I always shock the person who's doing my feet. And it hurts the back of my eye. Wow. Oh. It not not hurts. It it's like a at a little electric shock kind of behind my eyebrow on my right hand side. And I always leave there going, that is so bizarre. Whatever is connected to my foot, that nerve travels up back through my solar plexus and yeah. into my eyeball. I don't know if anybody else has that when they get their feet worked on. Of different spots that are the effects. They're always talking about your feet representing you know those charts in a doctor's office the kidney the lung yes yeah it's like reflexology so i guess there's something yeah. there oh there is and if you've ever had acupuncture done you'll know that they'll 
put one of those little teeny tiny pins into one spot of your body and then they'll say, oh, this should, you should notice this here. And it's a complete other side of you. You just feel like an electrical current running between. And uh, it's pretty cool. It can be really, really helpful for people who have back issues, um, nerve issues, sinus problems. Like I have girlfriends with chronic sinus issues and they've gone for acupuncture and they say there's like one place where they put the little needle and their sinuses just finally relieve, they just release. And it's so, it's like, very helpful. You're listening to the Jan Arden podcast. We're having a great time. We're just going to keep on keeping on talking about it's the gross episode. <laughs> I, I don't even, I have no idea what this episode is. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Welcome back. I'm Ann Jordan. This is <laughs> this is the Jan Arden podcast. You have no idea how many times people have called me Ann Jordan in my life. They come up to me, oh my God, Ann Jordan. I'm like, okay, thank you very much. Uh, we're talking about, we somehow got onto, is somebody having a car outside their house? Is that you? Yep. Yeah, I just picked up on it. It's in my. It's I was just going to say. I always that. panic so, that it's my car. I don't know if I can see it. Oh, I can't. So there is actually one car that this constantly happens to in my neighborhood. And this is what I always say about car alarms. They always go off on the worst cars. I'm like, nobody is stealing your Pontiac Sun car from 1989. Like, why do you have this car alarm? Like, maybe the car is trying to be stolen. Maybe that's what the alarm is for. Just a, di- a, a disclaimer to Pontiac Sunfire. The views of Cape and Green are not shared by those. <laughs> they don't, Pontiac doesn't exist anymore. You're safe. You can say Okay, Pontiac. okay. Screw you, Pontiac. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's amazing what we all find satisfying in shows. What One man's ceiling is definitely another man's floor. We can't. That whole saying of, I would never do that. There's no way I would. And no, you wouldn't have because you're not them. And I think that's part of the judgment pattern that we often find ourselves in. Um, I don't know. It's, I think we really have to be easy on each other. We're all so, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what my real quirky things are that I do. And, and I'm sure I have stuff, but I think the foot thing, getting my foot, uh, the manicure every single time I get a pedicure or a manicure, I I'm thinking, Oh, I'm going to get that thing behind my eye. It's just going to happen because they're going to hit that nerve, <laughs> but I've never met anybody else that that happens to. So I'm still searching Caitlin. I get sleepy. I find myself getting very sleepy and relaxed if I ever have my like hair played with. And mm. so it's not like, it's like if you're getting your hair, like you're going to getting like a head massage kind of thing at a hairdresser, but also if they're like, really brushing your hair or if your hair is being styled like for an event if you have to have like a braid or something like that if that goes on long enough I don't know why but I just can barely stay awake and certain accents certain accents and certain voices this was very counterproductive because I was terrible at math growing up and so I had this math tutor and she had this like slight accent and a really calming voice and she was an older woman and I'm not even kidding you I like became a like a narcoleptic every time I went and see her and I was trying to stay awake to learn math and I'm like probably 10 years old and I just kept falling asleep every time she would start talking because certain accents and certain voices will just put me to sleep. That's the cutest. Oh, I think she was worried about my health. She was like, why is this 10 year old falling asleep at like 3 p.m.? But 
I could, she has such a relaxing voice. I couldn't help it. Having the TV on helps me go to sleep too. And I encourage, you know, people that are listening right now that have chronic problems falling asleep, A, don't feel like you're alone with it because you're not. Uh, mm-hmm. The percentage, I would probably say it's like 100% of people from time to time. Oh, yeah have trouble falling asleep. But I will say, we're no doctors here at the Jan Arden Show. And if it's something that's really troubling you and you're starting to get super exhausted and it's gone on for weeks and weeks and weeks, make sure you see your doctor. Make sure you make sure you yeah. talk to somebody and, and let them know because there's lots of things you can do. Um, this is the weirdest thing. I don't know why we got talking about sleeping, but this woman was, I guess it was a tutorial about drinking banana juice bear with me before you go to sleep so you cut a banana you put it you cut it in half put it in boiling water boil it for 10 minutes then you take the banana out and what's ever happened and you strain it and you drink the broth and she said she's asleep in like minutes Mm, hot banana juice that sounds delicious I, I don't know. I love banana, but I don't think I could. It sounds smelly, but I mean, if you're dealing with insomnia, they'll probably try anything. I wonder if bananas, like I know bananas are synonymous with potassium, high potassium, but maybe they have a lot of magnesium in them because magnesium is excellent for helping you relax and get to sleep. So that could be maybe if it has a lot of magnesium in it. Also just a warm drink of any kind will help relax your stomach and your GI tract. So there could be a little bit of that going on, but. Well, go look up. But hot banana tea. No, I love bananas. I like banana smoothies. Go boil a banana. Hot everyone. banana juice. No, thank you. <laughs> mm, haven't tried that. <laughs> well, people get desperate. I mean, this is not something I think. Ha- well, just for I'm not going to say it. I was going to talk about Michael Jackson and the guy had chronic sleeping problems. Okay, he he oh, didn't yeah. sleep for years didn't sleep for years. Yeah. It was a real issue and it drove him crazy. He was exhausted. He wasn't eating. And that's why he had that bizarre doctor giving him whatever to put him asleep. It, okay. Propofol. Well, they were literally giving him anesthetic to have yes, him not yeah. off and it killed him. So yeah, because it's it's like you can't, I mean, so many things, that's why they're so careful and you are supposed to obviously consult with your doctor on all these things because a lot of the sleep aids, the sedative sleep aids are very habit forming. And once your body becomes dependent on them for sleep, you need more and more to get the same effect and then you can't go off of them and it's this slippery slope. And for anyone who's ever had a colonoscopy, oftentimes they give you propofol when you have a colonoscopy. And I had to go have one and I was like, I don't know why everyone's complaining about colonoscopies. This is the best sleep I've ever had in my life. Like, <laughs> I can agree I have with you. Every I don't remember a thing. Yeah, same. I, I don't know don't what I don't know what they gave me, but colonoscopy, the worst part about it is drinking the stuff. Oh, and it's, it's it's literally you look at it, you're like, I'm never I'm never gonna get through this. And you somehow do. And you have to it, well. And, the, and I'll tell you, I'll, that is how good propofol is, that I would happily drink a whole bunch of whatever that stuff was, because I know at the end, I'm getting the greatest sleep of my life. So I remember waking up from it feeling rejuvenated, relaxed, energized, like just felt so good. And then you realize, 
of course people could get addicted to this. My God, no one should ever have this outside of a hospital setting. It doesn't, it, it's like, you know, unless there's other reasons, but like that doctor, he's up to no good. I mean, you just want it all the time. It, it is, it's great. I'm, I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> well, you, you just have to, I, I guess, keep trying things and, and not give up. And I know for me, the, the noise, uh, that's how this whole thing started is talking about, do you have white noise in your room? Do you have a fan? Do you listen to podcasts? I, I think it's changed my sleep profoundly by listening to things. Some people listen to even books. I mean, you have to backtrack a lot of times because you get mm-hmm. through a half a chapter. Can you give me two minutes? Just, just, I'm sorry. I'm just finishing up my podcast and I just need two minutes, but I'm, I'm right here. I'm ready. I have pants on and <laughs> I am prepared to, to do this to the best of my ability. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. I'm not editing that out, by the way. No, no, that's a, an example of, of how busy my life is. I'm a very was that Doctor Pimple Popper calling you to come? She's going to take a little gander at my back to see if my blackheads right. do uh, when you join them together with Sharpie that it is indeed Shakira. <laughs> that's <laughs> they're trying to figure out. Last couple of minutes, I want to touch on this briefly. In China, the government has just put into action, uh, monitoring, controlling, restricting children playing video games. I think they're allowed 90 minutes on the weekends and very, very little time during the week, if any at all. And this is the law. This is the law. Families have to enact this. Uh, I think they're actually restricting the the signal that comes into their home. They, they can actually restrict the games. And I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that really briefly of a government walking in and saying your children can only do this. They think it's ruining their brains playing video games and it's now over and all hell is breaking loose. Kids are crying themselves to sleep because they can't do video games. Yeah, it would, it, I can't imagine a situation in which I would want the government saying anything about what I do or don't watch on TV or what you do or don't do uh, kind of in the privacy of your own home, especially if, I mean, if it's legal. So yeah, I mean, I think we can all agree that um, endless video games is not good for our kids and endless screen time is not good for the development of, of kids' minds. So that's one point, but you really can't have the government coming in and saying, no, we're going to start doing the job of parents. Like, I don't, it doesn't really make a ton of sense. That rule would not fly in this house, I promise you. But you can understand it's children bawling their heads off and they're begging their parents and they're bartering and they're yeah. doing all kinds of stuff. I, it, it is, that was quite shocking. And I know we have to say goodbye, but but just think about that. You know, final thoughts is you can talk about our government trying to implement things to keep us all safe. There's various passports, uh, passes, whatever you want to call them that are popping up provincially, uh, federally, nothing has happened yet, but uh, just ponder that for a moment of what government control really looks like and what it really can look like. And that's not what people are trying to do here. They're literally trying to keep our hospitals clear. They're trying to protect our frontline workers and they're trying to protect you and I and our friends and our grandparents from becoming sick and infected. And uh, it really is just for specialized stuff, the restaurants, concerts, uh, big venues, big sporting events. This is what this passport really does. I think your day-to-day life, if you don't do things like that, will go on as it always does. But 
Um, just keep that in mind. Food for thought. I've been here with Caitlin Green, Adam Karsh, and we are thrilled to have you along on this crazy ride. We'll see you next time. Totally do. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.